Hey, it's Keon Brown, and this is your Everyday Black. Today we have an amazing individual, great professional, and 2005 graduate of North Carolina Central University, uh, Dr. Kia Jones-Baldwin. How are you, Kia? Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm excellent. Now that I get to talk great. to an accomplished eagle. Okay. <laughs> yes. Eagle pride. Eagle pride. Amplified. You hear me? Amplified. <laughs> so, yes. Congratulations on 15 years from graduating from school, your, your bronze eagle year. Congrats. I'm so, so proud and so excited. Excellent. I am so smiling from ear to ear right now. Yeah, so can you even imagine, like, can you imagine, well, let's imagine for a moment, 15 years ago you were on the sloping hills of Verde Greens, you know, North yeah. Carolina Central, <laughs> figuring it out. Yes, um, trying to figure life all out. <laughs> Loving every minute of it. Yes. What kind of things did you do while you were at NCCU? Oh my gosh, I was I was just so shy. I, I think that you know, if it wasn't for uh, maybe my roommate and and some of my other friends at the time, I probably still would have been in my shell. But they helped to to make that that uh, campus life so so cultural and so meaningful, and and so I, I'm so grateful and appreciative of my experience at Central, I really am. What did you study? Well, I did Family and Consumer Sciences, um, and um, I uh, graduated with a bachelor's in psychology, and which leads me to my profession today. So, you know, it was, um, you know, very instrumental. I, I really enjoyed uh, the psychology department and and my overall experience is, is and was like no other. So, I, so you, I'm very grateful. And you're a clinical therapist? Is that what you, a psychologist, yes. psychiatrist? Yes, or? I am. I am. I uh, am mental health and substance use with a, with my specialization is trauma-informed care. So I work with um, severe and persistent mental illness, trauma-focused therapy, um, substance use, gambling, things like that. Mm. Yeah. How did you get into that? That's such a very specific, it sounds, very specific field. Uh, how did you get into that? Well, uh, actually, I I really, really wanted to just be a child advocate. I um, Even when I was at Central, I worked at a daycare. Um, I worked at, day, you know, worked in child care. Even when I first started, you know, my first job was, was a daycare center and I thought that that was something that I really wanted to do and it wasn't until I became a foster mom where I really started to get into that trauma-informed care Uh, I wanted to give my foster children like the best um, and and safe environment and and loving and caring and I wanted to understand from their perspective of maybe you know "Hmm, what's going on what they're what are they really dealing with and so that kind of propelled me into my specialization. Can you give some examples within your specialization, like what kind of conditions or what kind of things you experience with that? Uh, yes, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, trauma can be something as small as a three-year-old being um, traumatized by a scary movie to something more complex like a sexual assault or... Um, something that has open-ended, you know, open and then an end 
date on your trauma, such as a fire. So we know that it was very traumatic, but we know that your house is not going to catch on fire every single day. You know, I mean, you live through it. And then we have those complex traumas, such as, um, you know, I can leave and go to school, but then I'm going to have to go back home to my abusive mother or abusive father. And so, you know, that's like an ongoing trauma, some complexity, something that, you know, is probably going to take a while for you to get out of. And so I've seen it all. You know, I've seen it from the smallest traumas to the more complex traumas. And everybody has dealt with their own trauma, whether it was childhood trauma or, you know, something as an adult, you know, trauma, you know, traumatized you. And and now, you know, trauma takes on its own life. You know, you from your trauma shapes you. And so, you know, I'm just hoping that people can heal. Heal from heal from their traumas and and live a happier, healthier life. And inside of the, and it's so, so amazing, such amazing work you're doing. Um, inside of our world and, and everything that's happening, whether it's war or even our local politics, you know, um, everyone is probably experiencing some type of trauma on a regular basis. Is that fair? Absolutely, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. What do you suggest, or what can you offer um, people who are listening? that may not realize that they're experiencing trauma or maybe they do recognize that they've experienced some trauma and they are interested in seeking some some support or um, what do you say is their next steps or what can they do to you know support the, that healthy life that you think everyone should have? Yes, well, you know, the first thing I always tell people is you have to you have to be willing because in order for you to, to change, you have to have the mindset too. So you have to recognize that, okay, hmm, something is not off. I mean, something is not right. Something is off, uh, such as you, you're not going to, you know, and this is, is more of a Christian, coming from a Christian perspective, but you, you shouldn't be in a state of going from valley to valley. You should be in a state of going from glory to glory. So if you're in the valley all the time, then you know something is off. You know, your body will give you warning signs, headaches, and, um, you know, you can ha- start having gastrointestinal problems and you know cardiovascular problems and all of these things are not always due to you know eating unhealthy and all of that and sometimes I've gotten calls from the hospital from doctors saying um you know I think that they've just had a panic attack or I think that they've you know they've um been traumatized this is nothing medical it's more mental and I'm like okay wow so now we have to work through that so your body will give you warning signs and sometimes you think it's a health problem and it's not it's a mental health problem so um and you know I want people to really understand it especially in the black community that it's not a it should not be a taboo subject to talk about mental health um and Jesus gave you therapists for you can have Jesus and a therapist at the same time it's not it's not a bad thing to have a therapist you know um so I I just really want them you know uh, everyone to just start thinking like okay it's not a bad thing to talk to someone who is not living my life that I can be a sounding you know that can be a sounding board um and and just overall so I can be healthier you know oh yeah excellent I'm so grateful that we're talking about mental health and the you know uh the possibility and the availability of support for people to have a sounding board and really get things off their chest and know that they're not alone and that other people are experiencing similar things and then there's you know people that can have ears to hear what you got going on absolutely i agree 
that is so true. So let's, Doc, let's go back to North Carolina Central University, right? Um, yeah. And, and as we're doing that, where did you get your master's in the, your, your clinical stuff and your doctoral? Where yes, you all of my, so I uh, went to, of course, my undergrad is North Carolina Central. And then I did my, um, uh, I did my master's and it's like a, a co-op program at uh, Grand Canyon University. And I did it online, but I did some of the, the clinical part of it at Duke. So I spent a little bit of time over there. And so all of it was like a joint program that kind of went straight on through. And then after you finish with all that, of course, you have to go on and get your licensure. And that stuff takes time. And, and you know, so um, through the state of North Carolina, um, I'm, I'm a licensed um, counselor and also a licensed um, or a certified life coach as well. Nice. Are you in private practice, or do you, you're contracted with certain groups that send you people? I, I am both. I am both. I uh, contract with an agency that I love. I've been with them for six and a half years. Um, and I also, uh, sometimes I contract with uh, different doctor's offices in our community, uh, which I think is great because the, well, you know, some of the insurances are now requiring people to, to you know, or not requiring, but encouraging people to uh, get their mental health checked out, you know, um, know your mental health status and things like that. And so it's an incentive, almost like an incentive program. Once you tell your primary care doctor that, hey, you know, maybe I do need to talk to a therapist. So we've been able to, co- to collaborate with uh, a lot of doctor's offices as well. So I've been contracting with them and then I have a private practice with um, one of my, um, well, with a person who I adore and she also went to North Carolina Central as well. Um, and then she, um, she also graduated from UNCG. So yeah, we are loving it. So back to NCCU, what is a memory? Let's get you back 15 years ago. That's, you know, 15, 15, about 15, 16, 17 years ago, right? <laughs> don't, keep bad, more... don't keep adding, don't keep adding numbers. 15, 16, 17. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is one of your memories, your lasting memories of your time at NCG? your lasting oh, memories? Oh, my gosh. I have so many, but to kind of yeah. narrow it down, um, <laughs> the funny story, like, really quick is I was a vegetarian before I came to North Carolina Central. Wow. I did not eat meat at all. Yeah, never. Um, and I came to North Carolina Central and I called my mom crying for like the first three weeks, almost a month, like, Mom, I don't have, they, they don't have any vegan options. They don't have any vegetarian <laughs> options. And, you know, it was, you know, the sweetest lady uh, that worked in the cafeteria, she was just like, well, honey, I don't know what to tell you. You're just going to have to eat this chicken. <laughs> and so, I mean, I did, I, I, you know, as a result of me going to North Carolina Central, I, I became a, a meat eater. So, you know, <laughs> which is not a bad thing, but, you know, so Chicken Wednesdays, like after I got through all of that, you know, it became like one of my, you know, fondest memories. And of course, 1040 break and, you know, just, you know, um, the the love and support that I got from like the the psychology department, like Dr. Rob and, you know, different things like that it was just such an awesome experience. So, you know, I'll be, you know, like I said, forever grateful. Um, we had one of my, one of my friends, um, Julius, 
he used to sing in the cafeteria and play um <laughs> and play the piano all the time and like that was like such a fondest memory that I have like I'll never forget that and Sunshine Anderson at the time she was so huge with that that song she had out at the time and they played it in the cafeteria I remember like we just went crazy every time they played it so it was just so many but I really enjoyed my time that's so awesome uh, one more thing about Central. What would you say NCCU means to you, to people who might be listening and interested in historical black colleges or the black experience or even in our politics where they say, well, why are HBCUs relevant? What would you say to them? Uh, this is so is so such an important conversation to have because I have um, I have a blog that I do called Raising Cultures. It's on Facebook and Instagram, and um, and the reason why it's called Raising Cultures is because I have three adopted children, one whom happened to be Caucasian, and two that's biracial, and then I have a biological daughter um, who's African American, and they two my two daughters they're getting ready to be seniors, and they are looking for colleges. And one thing that I've stressed to them, even myself, we've all, we live in a predominantly white city. So we went to a predominantly white school. Um, and when I got to North Carolina Central, it was almost a culture shock for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I never, you know, knew about this, this, you know, enriching experience with, with, with this, these, these lovely African-American people. And it, it was so so wonderful for me to see people that looked like me that were professors and doctors and and it was just so encouraging to say hey you know I can I can do this like you know look at look at these doctors and look at these you know lawyers and you know having the best law program and you know all of these things um that I was experiencing um the culture the the natural movement and um, and everything that that is is African American, not being exclusive, being very inclusive, but at the same time recognizing that it's important for representation to other children or you know anybody that's getting looking to come to colleges to say hey, um, it this education that you're getting is just as good if not better than a PWI and we're not trying to compare it's just it's it's that awesome the experience is like none other but the education is is awesome too I wouldn't trade either the education or the experience wow thank you for sharing your experience Dr. Kia Jones-Baldwin, class of 05 from North Carolina Central University, uh, therapist and mental health expert. Uh, thank thank you, you so much. Yes, no, thank you so much. Thank you for taking me down memory lane. My bronze year, I'm so excited. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yes. all the best. Looking forward to seeing you at homecoming and make sure that yes. you at least commit to $19.10 as many times as you can. I say nineteen ten weekly. Nineteen try to get Yeah, try to get $19.10 as much as possible or whatever you can to our uh, institutional advancement office. We're wanting to really support with our endowment and helping our uh, institutions. So make sure that you give. I will. Thank you so much again. Mm-hmm.